worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Hello! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. We were saying this during the, the pre-show post, which we put out every morning, a little video to talk about what's happening on the show. Big news day, like crazy. Lots going on, yeah. But not only that, I forgot to mention the, the sports, too. Yeah, lots of sports going on. Yeah. Yeah. Although, we talked about the Evan Bouchard thing with Bag Milk we yesterday, did, yeah. and there was rumors that they were going to lock him in, they some bridge deal, blah, blah, blah. Basically, done deal. And then Austin Matthews signed a huge contract. But nothing, nothing official from the Oilers on. No, they haven't Bouchard. announced it yet. But yeah, but yeah. Then the Austin Matthews one came down later too. Yeah, that's a we'll weird, get a huge contract. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're gonna put the Russian stuff at the front end of the news. We're gonna talk about that horrible accident. Yeah. Keyword there, accident. Accident. <laughs> Yeah. In Russia. I have, I have some thoughts. Yes. All right. Really? Also, we have um, we have to start calling the people that are going to be doing the Banquet Bar Hot Ones Challenge hosted by the Locker Room Tomorrow on night? Yeah. So if you've signed up for that, you might be getting a call from us at some point yeah. this morning. And, and we have another barbecue tip from Mel. That's right. That's coming up. Cruise News. The leader of the Wagner mercenary group, Yevgeny Prisgozin, uh, who led a brief armed rebellion of the Russian army months ago, is presumed dead after the plane he was allegedly on um, crashed, killing all 10 people on board. Because it's Russia, right? You can't... <laughs> everything's allegedly. After his failed coup, the Wagner leader was exiled to Belarus. Video circulating online claims to show the plane having some sort of mid-flight explosion. But yeah. there's like people thinking, okay, Putin killed him. There's also the theory that he wasn't actually on that plane because one of his other planes landed somewhere else. And he, so they're saying, like, was he faking Putin out? Put his name on that plane, blow it up, and then he escapes uh, in a different plane. Oh, there's that, that theory. There's that that sounds like around. a spy movie. Yeah. I was talking to my sister who lives over there. She lives right next to Russia, right? And she was saying there's a lot, obviously, chatter. That makes more sense than getting on a plane when the entire planet thought that Putin was going to kill you. And putting your name on the (laughs) flight Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was my sort of thought when I I was like... Initially, obviously, I'm like, okay, Putin killed him. Putin got him, finally. But that's just the thing. Everybody's saying it out loud. Yeah. Right? Like, the whole world is saying, this guy is going to die... It's just a matter of time. Like they're saying it on the news. Like yeah. I watched people talk about and like this guy probably carried out some of those assassinations for Putin it, in the past. Exactly. <laughs> like he knows what Putin's going to do to him. So it just seems odd that you would get in a plane. Yeah. Like I I think I'd find another mode of transportation. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that was so. I like this theory because not only is uh, how do you say his name? Prigozhin. Yeah, Prigozhin, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Not only was it him, it was the nine other, like, well, a couple pilots, but whole, all the other leaders of this Wagner group or it, whatever. Yeah, there was ten of them. Yeah. So. Well, I think it was two pilots. Two so pilots. It was eight. Yeah. It was him and seven of his like top. Like basically, he cut the head off of the of this whole group. Yeah. In one fell swoop. So anyway, I'm sure we're not going to hear the end of this story. Oh, I think there's going to be more to that. Yeah. This is crazy. I'm glad you found the the conspiracy theory behind it because that's yeah. There's a couple different ones there. Yeah. The locker room topic of the day. What's your favorite heist movie? Bank heist movie. I was reading this article and this guy who actually robbed banks started to put a like uh, a grade 
out of 10 mm-hmm. on movies that portrayed the best bank heists, the most realistic. Yeah. And it's interesting. Um, he had a couple of uh, 10s, only two perfect scores. Point break. <laughs> the Keanu Reeves one? Yes. He's specifically breaking down the heist. Right? So how they pulled it off. And yeah. Everything. And he's talking about the, the, the realism of it okay. and what they did and whether or not it would be effective. Like he, he had a, like he was looking at it. And this is a guy that pulled off over 200 bank robberies himself. Wow. Right? Um, and the town was another one that he gave a 10 out of 10. Mm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that's... Two very different movies. <laughs> very different movies. So that's the topic. Locker room topic of the day. Your favorite bank heist movies. We'll start with you, Jimmy. The whole movie isn't a bank heist, but Dark Knight. So why do they call him a joker? I heard he wears makeup. Makeup? Yeah, to scare people. You know, war paint. You know what I remember about this movie? Mm. Is the music. Yeah. Like, they had this music... Was it all the way through? The whole movie was intense. Because the sound, this music, and this... Yeah. They use this a lot, this music. I've tried to watch this again. Because it's... so good. It's such a good movie. But I get so anxious. And I think it's because of the music. They use this same music in the new Ninja Turtles at the beginning. And it makes it really intense, too. Like, it started, I was like, I don't know if the kids are going to be able to handle this. If this music keeps going. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the realistic I don't know. aspect he, of it, this, but he but kills everybody in drives the, a school bus into the bank, right? Or yeah. yeah, 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 but definitely worth it. Grant, what's yours? Mine is the town. This movie is so good. Yeah. Say friends. Here we go. What's his name? Well, there's Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Jeremy, so this good. is like the only Jeremy Renner movie I really like, too. Like, I'm not a big fan of his. He was great in this movie. He was unbelievable um, in the town. I've talked about it before, but when I was in Boston, it was like a highlight for me was when the, the guy was like, that's the bar from the town yeah. that they're always at. And I was like, yeah. what? Taking pictures. And <laughs> it was a big highlight seeing the bar. For me, with this movie, I remember having... You brought up Jeremy Renner. Yeah. I remember having a moment where, because he was so calm mm-hmm. when he was robbing the banks. Yeah. And I was like, I bet you there's people like that. Oh, for sure. That walk among us that could go into a store and regulate their heartbeat mm-hmm. and have no problem, like, with a handgun robbing a 7-Eleven. Like, it's people that have been... People that have been to jail before and are not afraid of jail. <laughs> That's a good point, right? There's people like that. I'm too scared of jail. Yeah. All right. Mine has come in as well. Grant's the the town has come in a bunch yeah. already. Uh, mine's only come in a couple of times. This this might be one of my favorite movies of all time. Like if I was putting a ten, top ten that, yeah. list, this is on it. Good morning, folks. Open the drawer. Open the mother. This movie, hell or high yeah, hell or high water. Your hands on the counter. Jeff Bridges is awesome in this. Chris Pine, Ben Foster. This movie came out, and I had not heard a thing about it. Like I didn't see a trailer or anything. And I just went to the theaters just to see. I just wanted to go to the theaters, and I went to this movie, and I was blown away. Are you gonna get his gun? Yeah. Keep up with the circumstances. This is where the old guy. So Remember this part? Yeah, the old guy shoots at him. I have my own gun. <laughs> when you see him from you, from I haven't the seen this one. You haven't seen what? What? Oh wow, dude, this movie's so good. You know what is interesting? You, you reminded me. You came in after watching it. I was like, you, you were like, watch this movie. Locked. It's got ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it really? I literally like I hadn't seen anything about this movie when I went and watched it. So, so Chris Pine is the is the main guy in this one. Him and Ben Foster, yeah. And Ben Foster, I don't know him. Like, what else has he been in? Uh, ben He's Foster, the, Three Ten to Yuma. He was. Uh, he was in. Uh, he was so good, and he's another one of those guys that like, like I think he was. He played that part really well. Yeah. That cold as ice, the brother. It's always the brother that's cold as ice. Just right? give me the gun. Mm-hmm. I'll get this done. Right? 
where Chris Pine's character is kind of freaking out every time they got to do it. And he's yeah. like, what are you worried about? <laughs> We're good. This is going to be fine. He was, you know, in, he was in the mechanic with uh, Jason Statham. Huh. The one where he was supposed to kill people but make it all look make it look like an accident. Okay. He's a great actor. He is. But I don't know him from anything else. I don't remember him he in that movie. He kind of plays like you'll see him in things sometimes. You're like, Oh, I recognize that guy. He's Who one of he? those he's one yeah. of those actors. So Hell or High Water also introduced a lot of people to a Canadian. Colton Wall. This song was in it. You okay if we play this? Always. I'm gonna drop the paolas. <laughs> and I'm going to play Sleeping on the Blacktop. I hope everyone's okay with this. All right. The locker room topic of the day. Your favorite bank heist movies. This was my second choice. Uh, it's coming a ton. Heat. You know what's interesting about this movie, and I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, was this not the first, it wasn't the first movie they were in together, I think is the, the way this goes. But I think it was the first scene they ever did together. Al Pacino and Robert well, yeah, De Niro. It wouldn't be the first movie because they were in Godfather 2 together. But they never But they did never it. had a scene because they were flashbacks and everything. They never had yeah. a scene together. But this was the first time they were in a, physically in the same it, yeah. shot together. Yep. You know, we're sitting here. You and I are like a couple of regular fellows. You do, and this you is do, probably like one of the most memorable scenes from the movie. And now that we've been face to face, if I'm there and I gotta put you away, I won't like it. But I'll tell you, I better stop it there because I think there's some f bombs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Al Pacino, so <laughs> you didn't go ahead and listen to it so good so good that scene where they're in the diner that right? whole movie's amazing yeah that's a good movie the locker room topic of the day favorite bank heist movies there's a couple that have come in this one in particular where i'm like i don't know that movie and then i watched a bit of the trailer and i'm like oh well, okay I, i've I, seen that movie. i was like i'm pretty sure you've seen everything denzel washington has done pretty much yeah. uh inside man Came in a whole bunch. I found the trailer for it, so there'll be no swearing in this. <laughs> What's the head guy, the guy that robs the banks? What's his name again? Clive Owen. Clive. Clive Owen. And then Willem Dafoe's in this one. Christopher Plummer. Jodie Foster. What a cast. It's a great movie. You know what? It is. I wonder why it doesn't... Spike Lee directed it. I wonder why it doesn't come top of mind. Like, when you start... I don't know. It came in a whole bunch on text. Okay, then it's um, just me. I was looking. They're doing a TV series about it too and stuff. So yeah. So Denzel is the the guy that. Do you remember this part where he dressed all the hostages up to look yes. like? Yes. To look. Um, yeah. Yeah, like the tellers or What's something, his, right? What's his name? Um, it's also in it. He was in the Batman movies. Got a weird face and a very distinct voice. Platoon, the guy that shot him in the end of Platoon. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's in this, too. Anyway, this is a good movie. I, I could rewatch this. The locker room topic of the day. So we got a whole bunch here. Uh, Swordfish came in. That's with Halle Berry. And she John Travolta. Yes. I yes. Wonder Number why one you, on the call sheet. I wonder why you remember her. <laughs> and Hugh Jackman. I tried to think about that one, but... Is Hugh Jackman in that one? Yes. Yeah, he's I don't the, remember that. He's the computer he's, programmer. He's, I, yes. I haven't watched that movie since it came oh, out. Oh, it's such so a good movie. So that came out in like 2003 or something like that. So right? I don't even know if they rob a bank in it, but the whole <laughs> premise is they need him they, to... No, they are in a bank, because they're, but they're doing robbing it compu through the computer. Yeah, they they need Hugh Jackman to hack. He's like a world class hacker. Oh, okay, so they need him to hack into something in yeah. order to pull off this heist, right? Um, okay, and I think Halle Berry is like CIA or FBI or something like that. <laughs> so she's undercover. Oh yes, if I remember correctly. Brian <laughs> said, uh, "Fun with Dick and Jane." That was a good one. Is that what uh, Jim Carrey? Yeah. Well, there was a that was the remake, right? I think there was an original. There's one. There's an original one on that one. Okay, yeah. All right. I don't remember that Jim movie. Jim Carrey. Alec I don't Baldwin. watch a lot of Jim Carrey movies because I. Uh, I've said this before, and people go crazy, but I don't like Jim Carrey. I never have. Jason said the Newton Boys. It's a Matthew McConaughey kind of after World War One movie. Yeah, um, that's the one where they got the famous 
scene at the end on the bridge. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. I, I've, I've seen that Woody one. Harrelson's in that. That's a good movie. Two Guns came in, and we were kind of debating, is that a bank heist one? But there are, there are scenes where they're robbing a bank, right? Right at the beginning, that's some, um, what's his nut? Workout boy, underwear boy. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. And Denzel Washington. And Denzel Washington. Are both undercover, but they both don't that's know right. it. That's right. That's right. So they're working right. together, and they're both undercover. And, yeah, they, and they do rob a bank, though. Um, the original Italian job with Michael Caine and Benny Hill okay. um, came in from Steve. I like the the remake of Italian Job, too. I thought it was cool with the I, Mini Coopers. Yeah. And they blow up the bridge and go down. Yeah, that's a good movie. Charlie Theron's in that one. Yeah. yeah. Trucker Gill. Should we be saying his name on the air, though? He served time in jail. He's oh, good. okay, we're good. Yeah. He's redeemed himself in the eyes of, <laughs> of the law. Trucker Gill. Hello? You claim to have robbed how many banks? <laughs> Six banks in Manitoba and one in Saskatchewan. And you got caught, eh? I did. We got, we got ratted out. How long did you, that go on for, though, before you got busted? It went on for, uh, it started like uh, about six months it went on for. How much money did you end up getting? You know, funny enough, it wasn't very much. Like in total, probably $15,000 for all of them. I've kind of wondered that myself because I'm like, how much money do they actually, like physical cash do they actually have now? what what we did was uh, we went in with paint suits, balaclava, and a sawed-off shotgun that never worked. Like <laughs> it was just all taped together. Okay. And then uh, we just would take with the tell. Like this is back in the day when tellers still had drawers of money in front of them. Yeah. And so yeah, we would just take whatever we could from the drawers of the tellers, and then like we never ever looked at the vault. Like it would always take too long and stuff like that, right? So we were just like in and out. How much time did you spend inside the banks? Like, I would say less than five minutes. Okay. And were the, was there ever a, was it ever a thing where the police police were on your ass? No, never anything like that. Like we were always one time, uh, because we would go to small towns in Manitoba. Uh-huh. So at one time we went in this one place and there was like garbage guys outside collecting garbage. And I think they kind of figured out what was going on and they tried blocking us from leaving, but we, you know, we were in a stolen vehicle. So we just like bombed her through the ditch and we were gone. Wow. This is it. Yeah. I did not think I was going to have a store, like a phone call this morning with someone who actually robbed banks. Yeah. So this is not, it's not a common occurrence. I'm not going to lie. Like this happened (laughs) like in the late, in the late nineties. Okay. So yeah, like, uh, it's, I, you know what the funny part is like, I had never been in trouble in my life before and I've never been in trouble in my life since. How long did you serve? I served 18 months in the penitentiary in Manitoba there at Stony Mountain. Okay. And then I did, uh, so, uh, but out of that 18 months, I only was in the penitentiary itself for two months. And then I spent the rest of my time at that Rockwood place, which was like a minimum security, yeah, like basically club fed. Like, you know, it's, it was ridiculous. Like, I can't even believe it's, it's considered a punishment. Like, <laughs> okay, well, it was. Yeah, it was it was That's uh, interesting. it was pretty wild, crazy time. Let me ask you a question. For sure. So the conversation we're having this morning was based yeah. on a former bank robber, a guy in the United States who uh, pulled off 200 plus heists. So yeah. what he did was he went and watched all these bank heist movies and yeah. then gave them a grade on how realistic they were. Right, right, and he yeah. gave uh, the town and Point Break oddly uh, ten out of ten. It was the only two that got perfect scores. Right, out of the bank heist movies you've seen, which one do you think is fairly realistic? Well, I really enjoyed the Newton Boys. I thought that okay. you know because it was in an older time, so it seemed more realistic to me. Like you know that that would be that you'd be able to pull something like that off in that time just because of, you know, there wasn't very much security or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that one to me, uh, that was the most realistic, I think. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I appreciate your, your, uh, your time this morning and your yeah, honesty. Yeah. No problem. Like I, I've, you know, it's funny. Like I've never hidden, 
the fact of that because like you know it's it's public knowledge really yeah but yeah. I've, anywhere i've ever worked or anyone i've ever come across like that you know has become somewhat of a friend like it's always come up somewhat at some point in time and it's it's unbelievable because if you knew me my personality doesn't reflect that doesn't kind match of behavior up but <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's like yeah. it's kind of crazy it's like it was a six months of craziness in my life that uh you know i'll never forget for sure no kidding well listen you know, i i think it's cool that you're honest about it right yeah for sure yeah yeah well i appreciate yeah. this brother you take care no problem yeah you too bud all right there we go okay. yeah trucker gill Robbed banks. Yeah. In the late known. 90s. Yeah. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Okay, we're calling Trevor. Good morning, Locke. How are you doing today? Good, good. You will be taking part in the Banquet Bar Hot Ones Challenge tomorrow night, hosted by the Locker Room. I want to tell you why I picked you. Okay. I don't think you're aware of your ability to consume hot sauce. (laughs) Based based on what I've read and based on what you've made, because you're the sausage guy, everybody knows Trevor. If you've been to a Locker Room event, he's handing out sausage. Your pepperoni, and he'll go. This one's pretty hot, Locke. You should try. And it's never as hot as I think it's going to be, which means that you're going to get your ass handed to you tomorrow night, and it's going to be very fun to watch. Yes, I think I'm going to be comic relief. Um, <laughs> I, I, if I make it past round five, I will be excited. You my, know what? My plan, my plan is to finish. It kicks in around eight. Okay. Like, yeah, there's ten of them. Seven yep. or eight. It's going to get really uncomfortable. Yeah, Locke's yeah. going to be doing it with you. Yeah. I really wish he would have lost his celebrity death pool and had to use one ply after doing the challenge. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Well, right. I think part of the best preparation I can do is going to be uh, for the revenge. And, I, and I'm thinking wet ones. Okay. Grant, you yeah. probably got a good supply. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot. Yeah. Bring them by. Bring them by. <laughs> okay, so Trevor, we'll see you tomorrow night. You need to be down there by 6 o'clock, okay? Yeah, I'll shoot for 5. All right. We're looking forward to it. We'll see you We'll see you tomorrow. Right on. Have a good morning, guys. One of four of our contestants for the Banquet Bar Hot Ones Challenge, hosted by this show, The Locker Room, tomorrow night. You can come and watch this if you want to. Banquet Bar, it's got free parking, easy to find, ice district. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Locker Room presents the Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. I see that we are loving this story this week in Alberta. This is making our week. Uh, Christia Freeland, the deputy prime minister, finance minister, Justin Trudeau's right-hand woman, was busted speeding in Alberta and had to pay a $273 fine. She was ripping. Uh, going over 130 kilometers an hour between Grand Prairie and uh, Peace there. It's a little surprising to see her driving so fast, isn't it? Because I don't think I've ever seen a politician in a hurry to do anything. (laughs) It's an interesting strategy to get some of our money back from Ottawa, too. Every time they visit, we just pull them over and find them when they visit. Give us our money. Speaking uh, from the retreat she's currently on with the rest of the Trudeau government, where they are discussing how to bring down the cost of living, uh, she has said she has now learned her lesson. Do you know how many months of Disney Plus her family could have gotten out of $273? I know. eh? Also, driving that fast, over 130 kilometers an hour, uh, that uses a lot more gas than when you're driving 110, the speed limit. Not exactly the best example to set, leaving such a huge carbon footprint in our province. Uh, They said her speeding ticket was in a car, but like a week ago, she said she only rides her bike. So that is an impressive speed she got up to on her bike. The Grant Report is brought to you by this weekend's Edmonton Glory Hole Tour Summer Blowout. Join James P. White for a hot dog lunch and BOGO tours all day. RSVP at EdmontonGloryHoleTours.com. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Okay, again, I'm bringing this up 
Not because I want to get into a, another 30-minute discussion about <laughs> drive throughs but I'm bringing this up because I am shocked at how many people have reached out to me about the drive through concern that I have that I brought up earlier in the week. Which was you don't like going to the second window. Where they tell you, can you go, drive up to the next window? Yeah. And, um, and I have had numerous people, again, <laughs> last night, reaching out to me going, I totally agree with you. This has happened to me. It doesn't make any sense. And I've decided that we need to take a stand against it. And listen, this doesn't have anything to do with the business itself. Mm -hmm. It's just this strategy that they have, that they've employed. And it's not just McDonald's. It's other restaurants that are doing this. It's this strategy of moving you forward. And then I wouldn't have a problem with it if... Half the time they forget about they forget about me, and then I get my food and it's cold, and it's, I've been sitting there for seven minutes. It's funny when like stuff like this happens, and uh, when when you're on the side of like I have never once even thought about it. Like it's I didn't. Oh, it drives and me insane. You started going off about it, and then there's like five other people that are like, "Me too. I demand my money back." And I'm like, "People actually care about yes, this. yes. Why? I, it, <laughs> I can't explain why it bothers me so much." Um. But hold on. Here, I, I just want to say, this yeah. is my strategy. I'm, and I'm okay. going to employ this tomorrow because I'm going in to get that Mighty McMuffin, mm, which is looks good. the new breakfast sandwich, and it's in Canada as well. So it's both sausage and double bacon, the Mighty McMuffin. Grant, you had me at double bacon. <laughs> okay, I'm going in. Anything with both meats? Yeah. That's what she said. So I'm going to check this out tomorrow, okay? And I and it's a Friday thing. Generally, if I treat myself, it is on the Friday. It's smart because it's like sometimes you want sausage, sometimes you want bacon. Let's have them both. Let's have them both. So I'm going to do this tomorrow, and I'm going to go to the one that always pushes me forward. No matter what's happening on that lineup, they they move me forward. And I'm going to say to the, the, the person in the window... I'm going to explain to them calmly that I don't agree with the strategy of moving me forward. And I'm going to explain why. Mm -hmm. And not only am I going to do that, I'm going to do it calmly. And I'm going to take my time explaining it. Because the longer it takes me to explain it, why I don't think it's a good idea that they do this. Yeah. The longer, like, it'll... My order will be ready, and then I won't have to move forward. Because I, I don't agree with having a confrontation with them. Because it's not their fault. They're being mm -hmm. told to do this by their managers. Yeah. Right? That's how they're trained. That's how they're trained. So, it's, so being rude to them and taking it out on them, I don't think is fair. Yes. I have put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> this has been a three-day event. <laughs> See, one thing I didn't mention before, but it's uh, like... Uh, if you try to defend them doing this, I swear to God, Jimmy, I'll come over the board. <sighs> it's yeah. part of the McDonald's. Uh, that's how they... We're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. This is the one that like puts the bomb on her eggs, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, and Samantha. Yeah. Because yeah. she's part of our Hot Ones challenge at Banquet Bar tomorrow night as well. I don't think we should say her last name on the air. Hello. Good morning, Samantha. Good morning. What's your last name? Uh, it's Cook. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's spelled kind of funny, but yeah. yeah it's Cook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Samantha, you're excited for this Hot Ones Challenge. I'm absolutely amped. Okay. And you are like a hot sauce enthusiast. Oh, man. <laughs> absolutely. This, do you think you're going to be at the end? You're going to be one of the last ones standing? I am a glutton for punishment, and I have a pretty high tolerance for spicy anything. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. My friends are super confident in me. I got a good feeling. You're going to do this. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Do you have any strategies? Ooh, um, I mean, other than, you know, having some Pepto-Bismol and some probably potatoes before I start potatoes. to protect my stomach. Potatoes. <laughs> I haven't thought okay. of that. I'm going to have some French fries. Stomach prepared, but otherwise, it's just all mental preparation. The one thing that I think might happen based on um, the contestants that we have is there's...
probably gonna be like a thing at the end where we have a tiebreaker where you know what I mean mm-hmm. so and that's that's where I'm concerned about I don't know if I'll make it till the end because I'm gonna do this with you guys I'm definitely <laughs> that's not gonna a good attitude I'm definitely gonna punch out at 10 because I don't want the kitchen making something <laughs> to bring out and going all right if this doesn't kill you <laughs> someone get the, the ambulance yeah. parked out front all right ready <laughs> Did you warn the wife, Locke, that you're doing this? No, I haven't told her about this yet. I think you should after the taco. I don't think she knows that I'm after the taco incident. I think you need to warn her. That was more about volume than anything. Samantha, (laughs) we're looking forward to meeting you tomorrow night. We'll see you at uh, Banquet Bar. This is going to be a fun one. I can't wait. Have a great day, guys. See you tomorrow. Samantha is one of the four qualifiers for the Banquet Bar Hot Ones Challenge tomorrow night, hosted by the locker room. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. When you sent this to me, I was like, I wonder if this is sort of top of mind for you because you just had you just had a, a, a baby and mm-hmm. you've got family probably going, hey, when can we come? When can we come? I want to see Bertie. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you're going to be hosting a lot? Yeah, we got family coming this weekend, actually. That's, yeah. yeah. That'll be a thing. Which For the I, next year, you're going to see a lot of people making their way to Edmonton to to see you and the baby. And Which is awesome. Mom. Like, it's I awesome. do enjoy having company and I do in, enjoy family, but this survey was saying two-thirds of people um, regret having house guests. <laughs> So they said 72% of people tell their guests, our house is your house, make this space your own. And it says 91% of those people regret it afterwards. I'm in that 91%. So I, I love having people over. I love house guests. But I do like, there's part of me that's like, oh, I don't, my routine. I can't do my routine. I can't just go and play a video game right now or i think that's everybody yeah i think that's what it is for people why they why they start to feel like regretting it because they're they're out of their routine i'm kind of known as the anti-social guy on the show (laughs) right and i'll spend more time by myself than say jimmy would or yeah um i'm with you now but i'm alone i think even even extroverts need time away from Mm -hmm. from people they need a break from some don't it's, I my know, daughter's a little like that. I know people that are like... My oldest. They, they don't understand when I'm like, oh, I need two hours to myself right now. I don't, I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to do my thing. Could be anything. Reading, playing a video game. Yeah. I just need two hours. And they're like, what do you mean? I don't get that. So... I've always but those wanted, people are rare, I think. Yeah, yeah. I have one in my family. Like yeah. I said, my, my oldest is like Natasha. That. She, she loves yeah. anything social. Like she needs to be around people. Needs to be around people. Yeah. I've tried to establish and I it, it got shot down a lot because of how social my family is, right? Yes. But I always tried to establish rules about visitors. Right? Oh, really? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, I see that going well. Like I would say, okay, friends. Like, if we're having friends over that I like, I got two days. That's it, hey? Two days, and then I want them, you know, I want them to have alternative plans. <laughs> two okay. days. So they said the one of the, that was one of the, there was the three things that people regret about having house guests. It was making more meals than it planned. Yeah. Overstaying their welcome and then making a mess. Yeah. Then, like, family, mm-hmm. like, for me... Is like I got I got about six hours. That's it, and I don't want you they to don't stay. Get to stay the night. I don't want you to stay over either. <laughs> I spent enough time with you, right? Like that's yeah. Outside of my daughters, who I always want to make sure that they 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 feel welcome. They can It'll, stay longer than six hours. But <laughs> anybody else in my family, I got a six hour limit, and then I think I'm I'm ready to tap out. Okay, and I've tried to establish these rules in our house, and it doesn't work. Yeah. With Jimmy, I'm down to about two. two. I got two solid hours of him in my home. And then it's out. And then it's like, all right, you got plans? You need me to walk you to the bus? Yeah, that's how it usually ends with Jimmy. Hey, is, is Uber still on your phone? Usually when Jimmy goes to people's houses, it ends with them going, so what are you so, doing tonight? Yeah, so like, 
I, I actually told Mel, who we've got Dark coming out of the grill, with our barbecue tip in the next hour. We were there to tape our last one on Friday. Yeah. And he's in Australia right now. If you follow him in on Instagram, you're you're seeing what he's doing. He's he's nuts. He's got some good videos up there already. Mm-hmm. Dark side of the grill. So go follow him on Instagram. But we were there, and Grant and I are like, all right, okay, that's good. We we're leaving. Everything. We were here for two hours, bro. Yeah, I don't even know if we were there for two Probably hours. Not, yeah. Maybe an hour, hour and a half tops. We had a we had a couple of drinks, and uh, like, okay, all right, I'm gonna. It's time to leave. It's time to leave. And Jimmy's like, I'm staying. I'm getting into one. <laughs> And I said to Mel, I said, just so you know, he may overstay his welcome. <laughs> he had no problem telling me when it was time for me to yeah, go. But I don't that, think he's why? Shy. Why? Because I said. I think he seems like he seems like that kind of guy. Anyway. That he would. Yeah. He is. But I think Lachlan established it like clearly off the start was like. He, Jimmy's okay with you telling him to leave as well. Yeah, send him home. When yeah. you're done with him. Jimmy's not going to be offended. The other thing that is interesting about Mel that came out on Friday, and his buddy Danny told me this. Danny, who hasn't left his house since 1997. <laughs> oh, he was kicked out too. Was he kicked out as well? He told me that he finds this whole relationship with the locker room, Mel and Dark Side of the Gorilla and yeah. the locker room interesting because he has a little person phobia. Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah. And he, he he's never kinda, admitted it to us. He won't tell us, but he has Actually, I talked to him about it. it. He said, I kind of broke it. Okay. All right. That's I've got I that kinda, was interesting. I kind of brought it up when we were drinking after you left. <laughs> and he goes... You kind of broke it. Turns out it was actually a fetish. (laughs) You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. We had a discussion off air, and I don't remember the impetus of it. I don't understand... Why we started talking about this? You were talking. Uh, you deflect quite often. You'll go. You're you're worse than me. Yeah, I don't know why this started, but it it turned into a conversation about whose drinking problem is worse between the two of you. So here's a breakdown on my side of the fence. I drink every day. I maintain a consistent level of alcohol abuse mm-hmm. in my life. So I have between four and five drinks a day. Mm-hmm. And Every that, single day. That includes weekends. Once in a blue moon, I will have more than that. On but like it's, a Friday or but Thursday it's rare. or Tuesday. It's, <laughs> it's, it's rare. And sometimes I'll have three. Yeah. And sometimes I'll have five. Tomorrow night, for Are example, you including you'll probably the have wine more. you sometimes drink with dinner. I have wine as well. I'm including wine in this as as well. And Jimmy drinks anything you put in front of him, <laughs> including hard alcohol and shots, mm-hmm. and has no off switch. But has like drinkers remorse, feels tremendous amounts of guilt when he wakes up Sunday morning. And so or he, Monday morning, if it's a long weekend. Yeah. And, and then he'll get off the booze for four days, three, five days. Three, four days. Whatever it is. Until the next weekend. So we probably, and, and I think this is safe to say, we probably end up drinking the same amount in a week. Yeah. Just you do it in two or three days. I spread it out over seven. And Jimmy has convinced himself that because he stops drinking... And will go two or three days without a beverage, an alcoholic beverage. Gives his body time to recover. That, that he thinks that he's less of an alcoholic than I am. Because he only drinks, say, Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday. He binge drinks. He doesn't drink consistently. Mondays, he doesn't drink. Yes. Right? So he Mondays, thinks that I is definitely better. don't drink. So he's he's decided in his head that that he is less of an alcoholic and has less of a problem than me. Where you have always maintained that it is better to have more consistency, less drinks on in, like less binge drinking. Mm-hmm. Spread it out. Have those drinks throughout the course of the whole week. And listen, I'm not suggesting what I'm doing is healthy. <laughs> That's important. I have never said that. <laughs> I've maintained that I have a drinking problem. 
Do you think yours is better? Jimmy? Jimmy doesn't think he has a drinking problem. I never said that. I just said that you're more of an alcoholic than me. I didn't say I don't have a drinking you problem. You think that's true? Because you drink, he, he, he drink every day. He truly day. believes that. He mm-hmm. truly drink believes that every day. I have a bigger problem you're than You're more reliant him. on it than he is, is what he's saying. Because you... I don't think he's being honest with himself. I think... Who would have by, an easier time quitting... Oh, for sure, me. You think you could quit booze before Jimmy? Quit? I am 100%. I would bet my house on it that I could <laughs> stop drinking longer than Jimmy. All right. I'm not doing it. I don't want to. And I have nothing to prove to you. But I know myself. I know my, I, I know my will. If I put my mind to something, I will, I will do it. You... <sighs> You went You're to the not, hospital. You don't have the same willpower. You went to the hospital because you got so drunk you fell and hit your head and knocked yourself out cold and had to be taken by ambulance from a football game. And three days later, you were drinking. I'm psychotic. I've been doing yoga for 600 plus days straight. When I decide to do something, I, I Jimmy's I, pretty I do stubborn it. though, too. He'll hang in there. He's stubborn. If we, if we had like a competition, he would hang in there, but I yeah. would win. Sounds like it might Plus, have to I wouldn't happen. want to do that to you. You'd be like, I couldn't hang out with you if you weren't drinking. You'd be no miserable. one could hang out with you if you weren't oh drinking. Your wife God, would Grant? pour you a bottle of wine. <laughs> okay, Grant. <laughs> Who would be worse? Who would be worse to hang out with? So sober. Am I drinking in this situation? We're both sober. I don't care. You decide. You decide whether or not you. Uh probably Jimmy would be worse. Yeah. Anybody that knows you, <laughs> let's call. Let's call your wife. My wife will be honest about how much of a dick I would be if I wasn't drinking, but she would be honest with you about you. You're miserable when you're not drinking after your binge drinking weekends. <laughs> not always. Well, I haven't had a drink in about five months, and I'm a treat. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, my wife is, loves me. You're different, though. <laughs> I'm also lying on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably tried to pour you one. You're more. You're way more even keeled than Jimmy and I. We have I, we have way more extremes in our life. Uh, you're, I, but, I'm having a hard time, like, but, with the, but the social thing stuff. Is, the thing is, not, it's hard not to be in. Like, I don't want to do anything social. I don't want to be around people. But that's because you're you're trying to go a year. Yeah. So you're frustrated with that. Oh, I just have a lot of social anxiety and stuff. And so apparently not everyone has that. <laughs> I always just thought it was normal that everyone is uncomfortable until they have a couple of drinks. And I'm learning that that's not real. That that's not that everyone has that problem. <laughs> I, I that's not me. I drink because I'm an alcoholic. It has nothing to do with my social anxiety. It no. kind of, but also your social anxiety when it comes to that also depends on whether or not you're you're not drinking and you're hanging out with people that are. That's a little bit different. No, Grant. No, it's everyone. No, Grant. <laughs> I knew Grant. It doesn't matter if you're like, drinking or not. A couple years into this show. I remember Grant. We did a topic about um, small talk or something. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But you were saying your worst nightmare was getting into an elevator and having to small talk with somebody. Oh yeah, one and on I, one. That was that was a moment yeah. for me where or I was like, ah. or if there's three of you at a table and one person gets up to go to the bathroom, it's like, oh, why would you do that to me? Because <laughs> now I have now to, I'm one on one. I have to fill that <laughs> void. <laughs> we do have a Twitter poll about this, by the way. So I said, Lachlan drinks every day, averaging four to five beers per day. Jimmy binge drinks, drinking about 30 beers between a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We threw three days in there, just in case. Whose drinking problem is worse? And it's Lachlan, Jimmy, or they both need help. And right now, Jimmy is actually in the lead with 50% of the vote. I think if you Google it. How many votes, though? Six votes. I think, Jimmy, if you Google... If you Google this, what's worse, mm-hmm. maintaining alcohol, like a, a, a consistent drinking thing or binge drinking, I think binge drinking is harder on your body as a whole. Whether or not you, are, you or I 
like if we're sitting here comparing our alcohol problem, which is lovely. What'd you do today? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. I'll be honest. Who who has a bigger alcohol problem? You, but I bet you, most people would agree that binge drinking is harder on your body. So far, that's than what the Twitter poll is showing. That's then consistent abuse is what is what I do. Yeah. You're in the locker room on Nutty Five Seven Cruise FM. So this is David. He's part of the Hot Ones Challenge as well. Hello. Good morning, David. It's the locker room. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. What do you think your chances are with the Banquet Bar Hot Ones Challenge tomorrow night? Well, I think I have a good chance. Yeah? You're able to yeah. handle the heat? Oh, yeah. Okay. I've been practicing for many years, since I was eight years old. So this is something that started when your uncle was screwing with you? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> for some reason, I kept falling for it. But, uh, throwing, yeah. hot, throwing hot peppers yeah. in your food? Yeah, hot peppers. Else? Sure, try this, yeah. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, you sound like a guy who's going to have no problem. Yeah, just to be honest. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a mustache? Yeah. I could tell. <laughs> I could tell from your Grant voice. Grant Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Nailing the stash on David. We look forward to meeting you and good luck tomorrow night. Okay, brother. Yeah, I'll see you around five o'clock. All right, bro. Tomorrow. You take care, man. Right on you too. If you want to take part, there's a last chance to get in on this. Be there by six. Banquet bar. The top prize is wings for a year from Banquet Bar and the Season 21 Hot Ones Hot Sauces. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. What's going on with Ron McClain right now? I don't know why he's still doing interviews about Don Cherry. Like, oh, well, I saw this and I was like, what? We're still talking about this? So he... He's doing the show, though? Like, he's on the panel? Is he still part of it? I think so, yeah. Because they keep, like, sort of pulling him back. Like, every year he seems to be less and less involved. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think he's still on it, though, yeah. He does the odd pot. Listen, Grant. Mm-hmm. If we had him in the room, are you not going to ask him about Don Cherry? I don't think you I would ha- want to. You have to. It's been beaten to death, though. Like, it's... Right? Like, it's been how many years already? It's really sad. 2019. It's actually sad. Yeah. In my opinion, about where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they're not friends. They won't talk to each uh, other. Won't talk to each other. Um, yeah. Did you read that article I sent you? Um, I don't know if I read the specific one you sent me, but I did see he did an interview the other day. And yeah. I was reading yeah. That. yeah. So this was a couple of days ago. He did a podcast, and he has an interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. And his take is... And this is not my take. His take is that it's a good thing that he kind of got walked out the way he did because he said a lot worse things yeah. than that, than what he ended up getting fired for. Right. And that because everyone kind of rallied behind him, because it was maybe an overwoke moment, mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting what he said was right. I'm just saying this is what Don, this is what. This is what Ron McLean is saying about Don Cherry. It, the fact that it wasn't awful, awful, and that he said worse things over the years, that people kind of supported him and that there was this rallying behind him, so he kind of went out yeah. on, a, on a high note. He said, he said, people aren't that angry about it. It wasn't the worst thing that's ever been said in the history of humanity, so he kind of went out on top, and people miss him, and I think that's kind of a nice way to be, is what he said. So he said, yeah, he said, don't get me wrong. We shouldn't have said it. Yes. But it just needed an apology and we could have moved on. And Don refused. And Don refused to apologize. And Ron was like, I'll apologize. I'll take the heat. Yeah. And then everyone turned on Ron. Don got mad at Ron for apologizing. And and turned it into, you threw him under the bus. Yeah. He apologized. Yeah. I don't know how that got misconstrued as. (laughs) I've defended Ron countless times. Mm -hmm. If you've ever heard us talk about this. I've I've defended him, and I never thought that he deserved to get the hate that he got for the whole Don thing. Yeah. And there's people in their truck right now driving down the white mud who yelling Ron at McClain the right now. R- yelling at the radio, yeah. thinking I have my head up my ass. But I also know how this business works behind the scenes, and I know 
the types of conversations and who was in the room after that happened. And I know how complaints are handled. Mm -hmm. Right. So I understand the, that process and Don just dug his heels in and I don't think he should have. See, my problem with it is, is that I didn't like how he was removed from the, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I would have preferred an institution like that. Even though we all knew Don was getting a little long in the tooth and he was his a bit days racist. were numbered. Like, we all knew that, but yeah. I think he deserved a better exit. That yeah. was my problem with it. And I still hope that on although, some... Although, maybe that's perfect for Don. Right? <sighs> Angry, you know, whatever. That's, that's how you go out. That's how you're going to go out. <laughs> we're not going to have a party for you. We're not going to bring you flowers. <laughs> Just all of a sudden, it's going to be one day you're gone. Management walks in and says, "Okay, what happened to Locke? We can't talk about it." Oh my God, that's by the way the, the, the so entire true. hockey night in Canada panel is back next year. Okay, this, that's this what I was. Year. That's what I was yeah, wondering. They confirmed. Ron McLean confirmed he will be back. Okay, because yeah. I there was a rumor that they they might mm -hmm. be making changes, to, and then Ron might not be there. Ron is kind of saving it for me right now. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Him and Kevin Bieksa. They're uh, Bieksa yeah. is awesome too. Is he? He will got, be back. He's yeah. back. He said, "If Ron's back, I'm back." So okay, yeah. awesome. Right. They could get rid of Kelly Rudy. <laughs> that wouldn't upset me. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. All right, it's the locker room hanging out with Mel from Dark Side of the Grill. We're actually in his backyard. And today's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. today's barbecue tip brought to you by Backyard Grills. Thank you, Matt. Go see him up in St. Albert. At any point, he'll take care of you. Today's tip, Mel, is about creating a space. Yes. 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 Everybody has a barbecue. For sure, you're cooking on a gas cooker, something like that. You're out there, you're cooking, then you're going back in the house. You know what? If you love barbecue that much, you should build a space around your barbecue to bring the people in. Yeah. Now you get to sit there and spend the whole day playing with your barbecue, playing with your meat. I know how much you love that. And now you can make it comfortable for other people to watch you play, play with, with your, your meat. meat. You it's go. fantastic. And today's tip, play with your meat. That's it. That's it. I'm telling you right now, you build a space around your barbecue. You build a little deck. Maybe yeah. get a little gazebo, right? Throw some lawn furniture in there. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, everybody's going to come. They're going to relax. It's going to be an, a, a, an event, right? Every time you have a barbecue, everyone's going to come over. Make sure you go. Backyard Grills Alberta has all the stuff you need to fill that space. Trust me, it's well worth it. Everyone loves a family time and friend time. Once in a while, though, a guy named Danny is just going to show up and never leave. <laughs> there he is. That's I have a question. Where's the beer fridge? Right there, buddy. See? See your hat? Bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> you want to take a look at uh, Mel's backyard and the setup that he has it's and all awesome. the barbecues? It is unbelievable. The video is up on all of our social media. It's also all the barbecue tips are up on our YouTube page, right? Yes. So if you go to hashtag the locker room on YouTube, you can check out the tips that uh, we did for the last three months. Brought to you by Backyard Grills. If you're doing anything barbecue related, you're upgrading um, whatever you need, accessories, spices, sauces, go see Matt at ba Backyard Grills. Mm -hmm. He's... Um, before he even opened up the store, he was like big into it and was a collector and whatnot. That's kind of why I got into it, yeah. So he's been doing this for a long, long time, and he's got a really, really cool store in behind the Purilator, where you pick up your Purilator <laughs> packages? Yeah. In St. Albert, right? Back it's the in Tellus the back store. there. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking that next summer, I might upgrade and I'll be, going to, I'll be going to chat with matt uh from backyard girls it's the place to go mm -hmm. in edmonton if you're looking for anything barbecue related and we will listen this isn't the end of our relationship with mel oh no this is not the last you'll see of him <laughs> from dark side of the grill <laughs> by the way give him a follow on instagram he's on twitter and 
Facebook, yeah, I he's think. He's in but, Australia right now. But he does most of his stuff on Instagram. Yeah. 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 He's uh, got quite a following and, yeah. And threads. He's all he's over threads. He's on threads, threads too. Yeah, he's all yeah. over threads. Anything new, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's all over it. There you go. That was a fun summer. It was. Dealing with Mal. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Just be grateful they don't have real jobs. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.